Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 101 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are discussing the new release, Ready or Not. It is a horror comedy from directors Matt Bettinelli Oplin hyphen in there, and Tyler Gillett. Is this the Ryan Murphy wrote this? Like... No, it's a different Ryan Murphy. Who's the guy that does all the your shows that you love? The Ben, the Horror Story. What's that guy's name? That's Ryan. That's Ryan Murphy. Murphy. That's Ryan. Okay, Murphy. this is a different Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy the seventh, according to IMDb. So, so not that Ryan. Murphy. <laughs> not that Ryan. I could have seen this movie being a movie. Like I could have seen yeah. this being like a movie that Ryan Murphy wrote ten years ago that just now got made. But um, alas, this is a pretender to the Ryan Murphy throne. <laughs> Oh, look, we're making a joke about how bland white people names are. <laughs> I was the... thinking about the Ryan Murphy who does So You Think You Can Dance. Oh, yeah. Is that not the same? I think it is. <laughs> but who knows with our bland names. The film stars... Is it Samara? 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 Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving? Um, I'm pretty sure you pronounce it Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it. I can, I can, I can see where they're coming from, but I would never confuse the two. No, this is one of those we all look alike. <laughs> yeah, John. <laughs> John's just got it out for white people today. Adam Brody, uh, Mark. I mean, y'all have been going kind of. Are you kidding me? She looks. Oh my! Literally, the first image I Google. This is. <laughs> uh, Mark O'Brien. People that. are so dumb. Like, they look pretty similar. Henry Zerny. Because they're blonde and have noses and eyes. Andy McDowell. <laughs> Melanie Scrofano. Yeah. And I just want I just want to point out that there's definitely at least two or three articles online that reference the fact that it's not Margot Robbie in this movie. Okay. Congrats, you're all Yeah, really dumb people. <laughs> this I don't know anything really maybe Lauren will get us some IMDB facts later. I don't know if this has been ar- kicking I'll around for a while. Flashbacks. Okay. John, we don't care about your articles about them looking alike. <laughs> I will check out this article later. Ben reviewed this for the website. <laughs> and I'm going to let him tell us what he thought before everybody else shares their spoiler-free thoughts. So, I've kind of been a fan of Samara Weaving since... Uh, like I'm three not sure months what- ago? <laughs> No, like a couple of years ago. I'm not sure what oh, came yeah. first if the, it was if yeah. it was Netflix's The Babysitter, which is one of my like most underrated like horror films. It's on my list. And she's fantastic in it. And like I've you know, she's been on my radar since then. She was even in a couple of episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead and she was great in that. She's also in three billboards. She is, yes. One of the best lines in the movie was uh Dinklage like quoting her. Pamela said begets, but anyway. I'm excited for her to be um in Bill and Ted. Yeah, and she was also it was like a shutter movie called Mayhem, and it's Glenn from The Walking Dead. Steve Steve Yoon. 
mm-hmm. is his name, I think. And it's kind of UN. Like, UN. Okay. And it's this these basically this this building like this corporate building. Everyone starts going crazy and like trying to kill each other. So those two are kind of like these badass people trying to survive. It's it's a fun movie. So when I when I saw the trailer for this, I was really excited. I didn't expect it to be like amazing. I expected a fun movie, maybe great, but I loved this movie. It's it's definitely not perfect, but I think no. you hush. It's my turn. I think weaving and especially just all the women in this movie are amazing. Not not like the dude. Also, nope. What? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> The dudes, for the most part, are great, too. Just not as awesome as the women, the leading women. You love women. We get it. Let's move it's on. It's not... <laughs> Fuck you guys. I even wrote this in my review. Screw you both. Anyway. Uh... What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, you're just really laying it on thick. I can't. Go, Ben. <laughs> okay. I think this movie is so much more fun than it has any right to be. And, like, even though it has its flaws here and there, I was enjoying myself the entire time through. There was only one point where I was kind of like, oh, I don't, I'm not on board with this. But then it turned around. Well, not turned around, but I can go into spoilers how it kind of fixed itself. And I was, I love this movie. It's. Where's it rank in your movies of the year? It's somewhere in my top five or top ten okay. like i i was blown away by how much i enjoyed this movie some of the f- most fun i've had this summer john um yeah so i think i was i think one good sign that this movie for me at least that this movie was going to be pretty good was i i think going into it i only remember seeing one trailer and i'm i have no idea if there was any more trailers besides the original one and so i I was excited for it, just for the originality, quote-unquote originality, I guess. It definitely takes from, I mean, it's a Bloomhouse or Blumhouse film, so this is? you're definitely going to get elements of, I'm I pretty sure. I don't think it was. I don't think this is was, Blumhouse, was it not, no. Was it not produced? I don't think so. No. I could have sworn it was. Pretty sure we also went over this last week. Yeah, Mythology Entertainment, Vincent Films. Mm-hmm. It's definitely huh. someone who's trying to take the Blumhouse model, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. with with allusions to films or, like, um, maybe not allusions, but just, like, very similar elements to films like The Purge or Get Out. But one thing I think I did like about this movie was its tone. I think the mixture of comedy and, like, suspense slash, like, uh, slasher horror, I think it it struck a good balance between the two. I think for the type of film that it is, I think the characters, like Ben was saying, I think they were actually pretty well fleshed out, even though we don't see, like, all of their backstory necessarily. Like, it, they did not seem like, I think the characters could have very easily slept, or slipped into caricature, excuse me, or archetypes. And I don't think they did. Is that because you didn't get to know the characters enough in the movie? No, I I think we I think I think it was actually impressive that within the given time that we had with these characters and the breadth of characters that they were that there were I felt like all of them were very well rounded out. I will say I think I had a big problem with the ending both like which part totally, of the ending? 
We can no, talk about want, that later. I don't want to say like the, the twist, literal ending like, of the movie or like the no, final. No, 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 no not like okay. the literal ending. Yeah. I th- like the final turn. Yeah. Because I think tonally it just made me sad and it also didn't really make any sense to me at the time. Correct. I agree. When you when you bring it up within the context of like the final ending, I mean, like the literal last shot of the movie, I think there probably would not have been cinematically any other way to end it that well so maybe the writers kind of pigeonholed themselves into that ending i'm not sure i mean you could have easily gotten to that ending in a different way i guess that's true yeah no that's that's totally fair for the for so last kind of... shot of the movie i think it should have taken a little bit more of a cue from your next and ended with a little bit more of a bang and I will talk about how this movie should have taken a lot more from your next. <laughs> so I need, and th- that was another thing where I think, and you guys, I think you guys were talking about, it or I saw a piece online where it was just like movies to see before watching Ready or Not, and Get Out was mentioned among them, and so was Your Next. And I was like, oh, they all like Zach and Lauren and Ben always talk about Your Next, so I should definitely put that on my list. Oh sure, now you're putting it on the list. <laughs> I've told you to watch it like ten times. You should also watch the guests. Yes. Oh, that's the that's the other one. one. I think that was the other one mentioned in that. Um, I like the guests more than your next. Lauren, have you seen the guest yet? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, but, but not you're more than you're more next. your next, right? I'm with Lauren yeah, on that. Next. Your next, I like more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think to summarize, I I enjoyed this movie, but I wouldn't say run out to go see. Like it's it's a good movie and as original as it can be in this time. I I really appreciated the idea and the concept soft recommendation i guess yeah i agree with john i felt in a lot of ways it it felt like every time the movie decided to be funny it felt like they're like reshot scenes and just added it in there it didn't bounce back and forth for me for whatever reason so i guess i disagree with john on that front but i did find yeah, those i thought sequences. the characters were genuinely funny and it had a good balance yeah i think there was a good balance but for whatever reason it just didn't seem to have a flow for me and it didn't really bother me watching the movie, but by the time it was over, I don't know. I kind of, I was, I would have said I was like three and a half stars watching the movie, and I dinged it down to a three, just because, just in hindsight, I, I one, I agree with. Well, I think John and I are probably going to agree on some choices made at the end of the movie, and then, yeah, it just didn't feel like it coalesced very well. It was a lot of cool ideas. You know, I was hit. I was obviously touching on as well that I didn't. I wish I would have got. It feel, I, I, while I appreciate how it just kind of jumped into things, I feel like we needed like. We needed one scene with what's her? What's the lead character's name? Grace. Uh, Grace. Gr- with Grace, and I think a, a a scene setting up like the dynamic between Grace and the Butler dude would have made those scenes even better. They're back and forth. I feel like I needed one scene with... It just felt like we needed, like, five more minutes where she got to interact with everybody in the family before they started to try to kill her. I think that would have made a big difference Spoiler for me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, it's not. But, yeah. I Again, I had fun watching it. There's certain parts of the movie I thought were, like, really brilliant ideas. But I just never came all the way. And sequences were well done as well. But it just never coalesced as a whole for me. 
Can I can I also say real quick in terms of like the fun you have watching it? I do have to give a special shout out to my friend and coworker Megan Asher, Boomba Hey, because she was freaking out the entire time during this movie, and <laughs> that made it even that much more enjoyable to watch. Weaving is also like she's I, her again. She falls into the tonal problem of the. I think she's really good. Uh, I don't know. I think she's awesome. I I agree with Ben. I think she really... No, I I think she's really good, but then, like, her performance in certain scenes just feels not with what's going on everywhere, but I guess maybe that was just me not settling into the movie because she... Her performance is supposed to be setting that tone across the board. And I think that's kind of what may have hurt it a little bit for you, Zach. Yeah, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's definitely... Unless you can really get into this movie zone, it's not going to be as enjoyable as it was for me. When one of the first red shirts gets taken out, that's where I was like, oh, this is the movie I want to be watching. And then it never really <laughs> it never really settled into that. Though all of the su- subsequent um, deaths surrounding that were very funny. I will also say, uh, maybe this is spoilery, but there are a lot of films that, like toy with a couple of genres or a couple i don't know like you you don't necessarily know what yeah i guess genre is the best word they are whether or not they're like realistic fiction or maybe a fantasy fiction and when they finally make the decision and it's maybe not something you're expecting like they can feel very jarring and upsetting almost because you wish they would have just stayed in a different lane my biggest example is the prestige I didn't. I did not like that switch into lanes. But I think the reveal at at the end of Ready or Not, where it kind of like switches genres, I welcomed and I thought it was great and I thought it was well earned. And even though it was the most crazy aspect of the film or the plot that we had seen up to that point, it didn't feel out of flow. I don't understand what you're talking about when it comes to the prestige or that big of a change in tone at the end. But we'll get into that in spoilers. Not not necessary tone. I like li- literally genre. Again, I disagree. But Lauren, we haven't heard from you, and then we'll get into spoilers. I can't believe that Escape Room is the better of the two horror films I watched this week. <laughs> I disagree with most of what John said. Like I don't know this movie. I wanted to like it so much, but like to me, there were two different tones in the movie. The butler and the aunt were in one of the tones, as well as Melanie Scrofano's character. First of all, I hate drug drug addicts in movies when it's used for comedy. It's never funny. Or at least it wasn't here for me. So it was very disappointing to watch a lot of her character because I was just annoyed most of the time. And like, they were in a different movie that was heightened and just weird. And then the rest of the people were in a different movie for me. Like... That I just wish, like I said earlier briefly, I wish it had been a little bit closer to your next in tone. It could have gone further comedy-wise than that movie does, but like, I don't know, just so much of this didn't work for me. And so I spent a lot of the movie just disappointed. I was definitely Wait, upset. is your next kind of co- have comedy vibes to it as well? Yeah. Just like yeah. bits They're, and pieces. It's, it's not a mild. comedy, yeah. but um, that's okay. but, like, I thought it did, that movie, it's like just such a much better movie when it comes to family drama too in a lot of it i think it was handled better i will say for this movie i thought i really liked samara weaving she was like one of the saving grace comedically for me because <laughs> just like <laughs> her, her reactions to, yeah funny um it was one of her, <laughs> like, her reactions to things 
were often what made me laugh mm-hmm. instead of the outlandish things that were happening. Yeah. And yeah, that's basically it. Okay. Oh, I will say not to spoil anything, but this is it's an odd example of a movie where I was kind of ho hum the whole time and then I legit loved the ending. <laughs> I wish it earned the ending a little bit more. Or, like, I wish, like, the movie, again, that feels like a completely different thing than what we just watched the 10 minutes before. Yeah, no, I can definitely agree with that. It's just, it went for something, and I appreciated it. Especially with the darkness that it invokes. But again, I think that gets to the character stuff I want to get to, which we will get to shortly. Yeah, I just think a lot of the, I appreciated the more subtle stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, um, christian brune's character like trying like when they played up the comedy about this family like rarely ever has to kill someone this is like a once in or twice in a lifetime mm-hmm. event that happens and so like they're so ill prepared mm-hmm. to hunt a person <laughs> so like him watching youtube videos trying to figure yeah. out how to use a crossbow was hilarious <laughs> to me yeah. because people do that you like go to yeah, youtube he, all the time to he, learn things he seems he was like great. the I most liked him. yeah i agree he seemed the most like properly through line character yeah. of the whole movie and there was another bit with um elise Leve- i don't know how you say her name elise levesque i yeah, guess sure. adam brody's wife in the movie um there was a moment where she's just like she's trying to take out tomorrow charity is her character's name yeah she's trying to take out um grace and just like completely whiffs <laughs> and it's just the best moment ever yeah. it's like so i wish there had been more of that like mm-hmm. comedy to that vein instead of just grand Joe's like big performance. That's a, that's like, a, oh, sorry. Go. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say that I agree. Like I feel, it felt like they weren't interacting with each other nearly as much as they should have been. Mm-hmm. And so much of the death was centered around not main people that felt a little cheap. In yeah. The, like I think I'm the so movie would have been elevated. The trailer, just like you said with the red shirt, the trailers ruined two of the best moments that would have had so like just the shock value yeah, of no, those that's, had you that's not known totally they were coming. Well, I'm glad I, I, I did not see the trailer for this movie, so I was I delighted I with all that those scenes. So. Yeah. Yeah, like and those moments would have been poignant for like Lauren was saying, shock value, but also for humor's sake as oh, well. Oh for sure. It would have been one of those like <gasps> like just a weird laugh to something that is so unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Like it, it's it's almost like this weird kind of like police academy like incompetence of kind of vibe um except it's a uh really rich gaming family that mm-hmm. kills people for a living yeah what are they famous for playing uh, games. Board games games board games they made all those games that okay. yeah right. oh i will say i, also, oh, I didn't like the song i really too. liked adam brody's character and i thought his arc was a decent one yes but yes, yeah, for sure but, but i then, think like, he was... yeah snaps for adam brody let's get his resurgence yeah. going again yeah but also the Seth Cohen is definitely someone that I wanted to marry for a very long time. <laughs> but then for, for character for, for those, he just yeah, people for don't how know. his character was so fleshed out, it felt so cheap to have the the Alex, the husband, yeah. to feel so just like not even a factor in the movie for the most well, part. Yeah, he worked until he did. Well, I, yeah. I, yeah, like that's that's the thing. I think they both had equally very compelling backstories and character arcs. Until the very end for Alex's, in which it it almost cheapened everything that was done with uh, Adrian or yeah Adrian Brody sorry Adam Brody um, Adam Brody Adrian Brody won an Oscar so 
I think you have three recommends. I would recommend the movie, but I would say we are basically... Okay, go ahead. I would recommend it just because most... It has like an average 3.6 out of 5, I think, on Letterboxd. Mm -hmm. So most people like it more than I do. I would probably only give it a 2.5, 2.75 area. That's not bad. That's not horrible. So like, like, meh, but not, not terrible. Yeah. Like I'll, I'm gonna give this movie a second chance and see if I warm up to it at some point down the road. I recommend it for people who want to see. Yeah, it. we're across the board. It sounds like from love to pretty good to worth watching to yeah, it's all right. So uh, you'll probably get something out of this regardless. Yeah, but I was really worried I was gonna have to like fight all three of you at some point over this. <laughs> um. Well, we well, could get into some recording. fighting shortly. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so it sounds like we say go see Ready or Not, and uh, from now on, spoilers for that movie. So spoilers? Sure. Spoilers. 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 All the spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. So I was just going to say, let's get the big one out of the way, which was Alex's turn. I mean, it's horrible. I, I was yeah, like, are you? Sure. Ki- I was like, are you kidding me? But then, so it didn't. But it didn't last for long. And what what made it like I just kind of didn't mind it at the end is just because of how insane the finale was. Just like the family exploding, and then Mister, yeah, and then Satan they, basically showing up in the chair. <laughs> like, yeah, that was one thing that also made me kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> Satan actually being like a morally neutral character in all this is like really. To me, Alex's arc chaotically good. Our arc just continued to make me want to watch your next again because, mm. like, it did a certain character better. So, Zach, oh, what I, I meant was that. that's true. The reveal at the end that the the ritual did have a function and was real, and the and the gambit was real. They like so. Okay, let me talk about the Prestige. The Prestige was a fantastic movie, and when the reveal that. Christian Bale was really spoiler alert for the prestige the entire time I thought was fucking incredible and then the reveal that who am I talking Hugh Jackman was and then I was like wait this is a sci-fi movie like that kind of jolted me and in a way like it changed the trajectory of the movie for me and it it just it made it all not work so to contrast to this movie when it's revealed that no, this like this is actually kind of like a fantasy film. There's in the like sense a of, like, supernatural th- aspect to it that's mm-hmm. actually there. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, Ben, when the family started blowing up, I was like, <laughs> "This is ridiculously amazing." <laughs> well, like and- I actually loved it, it like uh, two different beats. I loved it when it was revealed that it wasn't really real. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when it then was like, no, it's real. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, I just love this ending so much more. In her reaction to the ghost in the chair, she was just like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great beat. <laughs> the I want a divorce, like, throw in the ring was fucking amazing. I so did we think that. Alex would have been saved if she would have stayed with him? I don't I, I think. I that think that was the so. implication. I, yeah, I think I it know. was. I, I mean, they're putting so emphasis on die. the ring. Okay. It's like as soon as she said she took the ring off and said I want a divorce. That's pfft. yeah. That was a good while after the others. Mm-hmm. But he's but he's a Lidomas. Yeah, but so that was another aspect that I think is interesting about this film and how it tried to explore like family dynamics and family obligations through the character of Alex. And 
I think the entire time you see this tension of like he knows he knows everything about his family, but he I guess he feels some obligation to do this in the proper way because maybe he maybe he wants to also provide like if they make it through, he wants to provide Grace like with the sustainable lifestyle that being from a wealthy family can offer, considering she also like doesn't really have that background. But he, but he still. I really see throughout the entire movie his abhorrence of their traditions mm-hmm. and their, and he says it. He says it so, so poignantly. The th- the only thing I don't know it from it exactly, but the only thing that made it all the worse was how normal everything felt to me. And that that was just such a. He played it off so powerfully. It was it was a really powerful moment for. A fucking really like actually horror comedy, like not not like a crazy caliber film, and so the ending though didn't make sense to me because he saw his mom who would talk to him and convince them that like eventually he would come back because he like he was part of this family and he knew where he belonged and his aunt had mentioned it as well. But my God, that aunt! She yeah. was awesome. Like. She yeah. looked like she had never combed her hair ever since her soul was ripped from her body. <laughs> it was just like windswept backwards. Like she just, just looked the... like you said they weren't caricatures, John, but she was such a caricature to me. I loved I loved when Grace is like trying to get a photo taken. She can't smile. <laughs> She's just staring yeah. at her. <laughs> See, I like that moment. It was before she started talking. That problem with that scene, though, John, is that the la- that's the last time we see them before they both just decide we're going to kill this girl no matter what. When basically the last thing we hear Alex say is I would kill my whole family for her. Yeah. And the last thing we and hear Andy he, McDowell and say, and yeah. And then Andy McDowell's like, I really like her. And I think that her character throughout the whole movie shows empathy towards this. And both of those characters seemed aligned to potentially turn on the family, but they're so fucking bloodlusting crazy in that final scene and it's the next thing we see them that really it 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 hurt the movie a lot for me well i think it was the desperation because they knew if they didn't kill her the entire family was dead but they didn't know those those stakes make sense for mom but it doesn't make sense for alex exactly okay that's true yeah because he doesn't care about his family suddenly until this moment the the combination of one seeing his mom but then also losing his brother and seeing his brother die and it, it, it was almost like his brother in actuality, even though he's kind of... It's almost like a tale of two cities, kind of. You've got... The, this movie kind of puts up Adam Brody as just like, oh, he's a drunk, he hates himself, he's so self-loathing, but he's actually got just as much of a moral center as Alex, but he maybe arguably better. more so because <laughs> when he's dead, Alex turns on a dime. That, see, that makes no sense to me because he's so distraught about his brother Daniel dying, and then he just completely spits on him by changing. It, like, it, No, exactly, yeah. Like, he sacrificed himself for this girl. And now the brother's just like, yeah, mm, I'm going to stick with the family now. Sorry, Daniel. (laughs) I just want to see. I wish it wouldn't have fit with the movie at all. But I want to see the conversations after, like, his wife, say, pulled a card. Like, when did they tell their spouses that this is what actually has to happen? Because they were all game. 
for this movie. Like, they didn't have to be like, okay, now that you know that this card has been booked, pilled, or pulled, you could have actually died all those years ago when we got well, married. Well, Adam's, Adam, Adam Brody's wife said she had told him before. Well, I understand. Because, he was, because he was telling, because he told Alex, it's like it was a mistake to not tell her before this was happening. Yeah. So, okay, that's that true. kind of put charity all that made charity like all the more kind of insidious too because oh, yeah. I mean she it was, was the point they were trying to make with knowing <laughs> she was full game. I also like the idea like there are so many kind of biblical names in this which added to I guess kind of the supernatural like theme actually with charity and uh, Daniel and Grace. There were just a lot of religiously themed names which I thought were kind of which was kind of interesting. How so? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it's like I, in, in a movie where literally, like, a woman is going up against Satan, she kind of overcomes. Speaking of that. And her name is John, Grace. How did you feel when they said, Praise Satan, or whatever they did? Because <laughs> I know you couldn't yeah, watch Sabrina after that. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because I. The entire time when they were referring to Mr. LaBelle. I was just like, is this an allusion to, like, Satan? Like, how are they going <laughs> to draw the connection between, like... See, I didn't I this... didn't connect it to Satan at all. I just thought it was some, like, mystical dude that they met. And all of a sudden, at the end, well, they're like, hail Satan. I was like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it was interesting because the first game that you saw uh, at the beginning of the movie, it which I assume was maybe, like, their oh, first true, game yeah. ever, was LaBelle's Gambit. And then there was a picture of the, uh, like... Yeah, I forgot I mean, about that. I mean, a very that. cartoon version of the devil. Um, yeah, so it was just interesting. I, like, I was intrigued by the fictional kind of mythos behind, like, this, this this fictional expression or mythos of a popular religious figure. It's, it's kind of, like, Lost. Like, the reason why Lost is so compelling is because, like, Lost has all these allusions to, like, religion, like, modern Western religiosity where you're just like, okay, how does, are they going to try to fit this in within, like an already existing worldview or belief or something like that. So it's just, I don't know. It's just interesting. Man, thank God. All I could say is thank goodness. This only had to do with like only spouses marrying and had to pull cards. Cause like the way he worded it at first is like every time there's a new addition to the family, it's like, do they make babies pull cards? <laughs> like this would be <laughs> super upsetting. <laughs> hide and seek. Well, go hide. We'll count to a hundred. Oh, hasn't moved. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have one of the one of our numerous help take you somewhere and then kill them and which yeah we we all alluded to it we alluded to it earlier the help was so great the like, help should have been <laughs> locked away somewhere and like with the kids i mean octavia spencer was the best part of the oh help she was horrible in the help it's a shit just, pie just... the half of that movie's a shit pie joke um, and no, it's let's, hilarious. Let's talk about the kids. Because yeah, how do you feel about the kid shooting her? That was fucking... I was like, you little bastard. And then she punched him in the face. The and that was that is fucking oh, that was so badass. Oh, Though I do so wish great. we would have got to see them blow up. I'm not going to lie. But they run off screen? <laughs> yeah. Like... Oh, I would have been upset if they would have showed that, actually. I thought I, the humor yeah. was worth it. You see them trying to run away from something <laughs> exploding. It's like, you can't escape this. this. Children exploded, but it was funny enough to be okay. (laughs) One one thing I do also want to point out about that scene, Zach, is I think I was I was watching briefly a video that was talking about how 
this movie is also like visually a journey. You can visually watch Samara's journey of character by observing her outward appearance Those and poor her, her costume. I treated mine much <laughs> and better so, like, on my wedding day. <laughs> where we, you see her where she's very um, dressed up and very prim and proper and very... Yeah, but isn't that just a diehard ripoff? Like, that's nothing new in our original. It's just Is it a diehard ripoff? I mean, I guess. I don't know. Getting murdered of, that's not a... That's I th- not I th- a ripoff of I th- anything. That's just life. That's like, yeah, that's how shit would. <laughs> but happen. I think, like, that's I reality. think the juxtaposition of her being in her wedding dress, though, still, I thought, I thought the imagery was very powerful. Did make me laugh that she was just tearing her dress up. It's like, is that really that easy to tear fabric? I love when she <laughs> walked by the mirror and she saw she just had like the running shoes, the ripped dress, and like the bandolier with the shotgun. She's just. Like, I am so upset that oh. that rifle did not actually work. <laughs> Kyle wants everyone to know that was not a shotgun. Just FYI. It was an oh, elephant gun, rifle? wasn't it? Like an yeah. elephant. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, I was so excited to see what that giant bullet was going to do to somebody. <laughs> yeah, we were robbed to see what that bullet would have done to a human being. Yeah, and, if she didn't... <laughs> like, Kyle said the kickback would have been crazy. She would have been shot backwards. So I wish <laughs> I wish one of the family members had had that gun and it had been mm-hmm. real. Just to see them just like and eat it against a wall. They could have shot another maid or something. <laughs> Yeah, she like I'm I'm shocked that <laughs> Melanie Scafano didn't get to kill the third whatever nurse whatever you want to call her maid the one who danced. <laughs> what did so? What did we think about the whole family surviving until like? Should, I I don't know. It felt like it added to the finale. Like that. Like I mean, just the whole family did survive. The mom died. Well, the, yeah, no, the but but yeah, in the last yeah. ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, I was kind. Of, well, I mean, it was like she wasn't crossing a line. That I guess for something like she could have killed the butler in the the field, and she didn't. Yeah, that also felt out of the blue when she just face smashed her, the mom too. Like yeah, well, like you I know, mean, I get why get she sacrificed. Would <laughs> it all becomes real. <laughs> she also felt betrayed by her husband and then this woman who was being so so nice. Like the rest of the family was kind of shitty to her. But it was like this one person who was very, very nice, but it's also like, no, I have no problem killing you. I'll do it. So I guess that goes along with she's, I mean, in the moment, she's a, she's bloodlusting, Andy McDowell is, but, but I didn't buy that turn. So that's why right. that felt I think, out of place to me. I just think by the end of the movie, she's just transitioning to just not giving a fuck. And that's, I mean, she just walks outside the house and just sits down. It's like in-laws. That's like, another one of those doesn't... things that I can't talk about a movie because John hasn't seen it yet. But just the ending where you're like, how are the police going to handle this? She's going to be convicted of murder, right? She burned that <laughs> house down. Quite possibly. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time... I mean, she's obviously been in distress and attacked and... Yeah, but, yeah. like, those could have been self-defense wounds for someone else. But wasn't there also, like, a bin with bodies in it, the one she fell in? Didn't that people That's in it true. It had goats and people. Yeah, so... That's true. She could, yeah. Check out their murder barn, yo! <laughs> I punched a kid in it! I feel like they, uh... She should have just hidden there. <laughs> they projected that nail a little bit too much. Oh, yeah, like, as soon as they showed it, I just started freaking out, and Kyle looked at me like I was crazy. It's like, you know what's coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like they should have waited it, a I think it still worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. sure worked. That was, hard. that was hardcore. Ugh, all the tetanus shots. 
there were parts in this movie where Samara weaving, like I was trying to shush her through the movie because she's just screaming. It's like, you're trying to hide from people. Just shut up. I know you're freaking out right now, but <laughs> do better. <laughs> I did. I, one line that actually I didn't, didn't, I didn't, the two lines, there are two lines that didn't lose anything, even though I saw them in the trailers, which was the, do you think this is a game? Yes. Hide and seek. <laughs> that, that, like, I still love that. And then the whole, like, you wanted to get married. <laughs> that, yeah, I like that moment, even though I knew it was coming. Cause, like, I actually thought about that. It's like, just don't get married. And it's like, oh, women. <laughs> <laughs> what does anybody, any, got, anybody got anything else on Ready or Not? Um, probably not. I just want to acknowledge again that I know this movie isn't perfect, but goddamn if I didn't have an absolute blast the entire time. Yeah, I just, like I was saying in the spoiler, like, it feels, it, it, I can appreciate it for being the 90 minute ride, roller coaster ride that it is, but, um, like, just take. That Alex, that Alex turn was pretty. It was rough. But I, I think just a little bit of character building at the beginning could have made a lot of the character choices make a lot more sense our work at towards the end of this movie but again fun time i i'm not gonna tell you not to watch it if you're interested in it and i'm gonna tell you to watch your next (laughs) and i'm i'm excited to see what weaving does going on from here oh you could do like a double you could do a double feature lauren ready or not you're next it's a thumbs up i think overall and where no one's going to tell you not to watch it uh, if you're interested. And Ben really loved it. Next week, we are flashing back to 1999 again for another Zach pick. Insert groans. Well, is it like two and a half hours? No, I, t- I think it's short. It's under two hours, I think. Oh my are you God. sure you want us to watch it then? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> An hour and 53 minutes? Zach, you okay? It is... Like, uh, you, you made a... Spike Spike Jones being John Malkovich. This was his first feature debut after doing tons and tons of music videos that you probably uh, loved and adored if you watched MTV in the 90s. He was nominated for Best Director in this movie for Oscar, even though the film was not nominated for Best Picture. Um, It also stars John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, Catherine Keener, along with the titular John Malkovich. And And your favorite, Octavia Spencer. Oh yeah, she appears in one. (laughs) She's in an elevator. And then also, it was written by Charlie Kaufman, and I believe this was the first script that was produced by him, who is still one of the most brilliant writers of the last 20 years. Uh, he and wrote Synecdoche. He directed Synecdoche. What? He wrote Adaptation and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is in my top five movies ever. Um, but, yeah. Karen Diaz in something, again. Oh, she's so good in this. So, like, it, seeing this, her in this, she got a lot of credit for ugging it up. Because she's not like the blonde bombshell in this movie. <laughs> but I think it just showed that how diverse of an actress she can be and never really got the opportunity to do that. And then apparently stopped getting cast in movies because she was too old. Quotations around it. And is now retired. And we're, we've been robbed of Cameron Diaz, who I think is one of our great comedic actresses of the last 25 years. So sad. But she's great in this. And I look forward to... Ben and John seeing it for the first time. It is definitely a what the fuck movie. So until then, 
I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. And you can find us at middleofrow.com. And uh, rate and review us wherever you get a podcast. It helps, apparently. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us at Facebook. On Facebook at I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. Oh, hashtag no the. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Being John Malkovich. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road. Don't you speak. Hide and seek. Like the frog inside a skillet, the lobster in a pan. You don't understand that I am going to find you. Be still as a mountain and quiet as a mouse. Cause any little sound and I will surely find you. Take